I am Tim Saunders and welcome to In Conversation, the podcast from Creative Coverage, where I talk to artists about their practice. Today, I am with Nigel Hudson, who has been a photographer for more than 40 years. What made you want to become a photographer, Nigel? I've seen, whilst I was at St. Martin School of Art, I looked at a lot of photography and I got inspired by a lot of photographer's work that I'd seen. I thought I wanted to be an illustrator, but for me, photography was the most direct way of communicating my ideas to people. And sorry. Okay, no, don't worry. I, and uh, you know, this is fine. I can edit any uh, any mistakes, and there'll be many from me. Don't don't worry. Okay. Uh, what was your first camera? My first camera. I picked up a camera that my father had. Um, it was a German. I forget the make, but it was a German rangefinder camera. And I took it to college uh, in Leicester when I was on foundation. Um, I liked the look of it. I liked the feel of it. And I remember looking through the lens and immediately knowing that I had to organize what was in front of me. So it wasn't a random decision to take a picture just because I could take a picture. I remember I was in the park in Leicester. I can remember this vividly. It's, a, it's incredible. But there was a pathway that came through the park. And I remember thinking, I need to stand back. And I need to get this path to move across the picture from left to right. And, I, and then I realized that as I went back, I was able to frame the top of the picture with the leaves of a tree that I was stood under. And I remember I was very happy when I got to a position where I took the picture and I thought, that's it. That's great. And from that moment on, that was it. And I expect that you had to learn developing. Yes, we had a we had a dark room in Leicester, um, which was um, quite an unpleasant and unhealthy atmosphere to be in. Uh, but uh, yes, there was that magic that happened. My first print went black because I obviously overexposed it too much. But then I learned the uh, rudiments of um, creating a test strip, uh, working out the correct exposure, and then uh, using that exposure to make a to make a lovely print. But the just the the look of this print developing in the developer was was a, a magical experience, and uh, it's uh, it, that just further fueled my desire to to get involved in photography. How have you coped, or should I say, adapted to digital? Well, <laughs> interestingly, I've just been watching a podcast uh, with Charlie Waite, the English landscape photographer, and he was talking about that transitional period where I think he supplied images to Tony Stone Photo Library, which is now owned by Getty. And he was talking about the uh, enormous task of digitizing uh, transparencies from their from their archive. Um, certainly it was a, it was a a massive jump and it was a sort of leap of faith we all made gigantic mistakes but uh, it's a different discipline photography is not the way it used to be uh, there are certain advantages to both but um, 
It's interesting that a, a very good friend of mine and mentor, a guy called Michael Dunn, who I assisted for a number of years, he was an interiors photographer. I learned an enormous amount from him, but his recent demise has just made me realize just how different photography is now. And uh, somebody mentioned to me the other day um, uh, that we, we were talking about photography, and I said, it became obvious that that he had just become a photographer within the digital age. Um, and I said to him, do you realize that every time you press the shutter as a photographer working with film, it costs you money? Mm. And he was amazed. He just said, yeah, of course, of course. I said, yes, if you did a, if you went out with a five by four camera and you had an idea for a shot, you'd have to buy three sheets of film, you would expose one at the what you thought was the correct exposure and uh, uh, two more, half a stop either side. And the latitude was very, very fine. But that might cost you back in the day, you know, in the 70s, that might have cost you something like 35 pounds, uh, which is, you know, you had to you had to look, look, look. Uh, which is something that I don't think happens as much these days because there's always the chance to re-edit the picture, change it from black and white to color, from color to black and white, etc., etc. Everything that was on a sheet of film was as you saw it. So if you'd missed a twig coming in from the left or the right or whatever, it was there for eternity um, and you'd have wasted your 35 pounds. So in, in many ways, and I'm fortunate that I did have, I did learn the disciplines of photography uh, in the era of film because it's given me, I've got a very acute eye. I mean, I can see a picture very quickly uh, if there is a picture to be had, there's not always always a picture to be had. And certainly working in the forest is a very difficult environment. But if I see a picture, I will I won't grab at it. I will look at it, think about it. I will think, is this worth it? Um, I, I will think like a film photographer, like an analog photographer. Um, and I will I will look at every element in the picture, uh, the light, the color and the composition. And after some time of doing that and, and my eye going around the frame relentlessly to see if there's anything in there that ought not to be in there, um, I will then take the picture. So I think it also, having been in the business for 40 years, I, I've developed my personality as a photographer. So I have a very uh, specific view of the world um, and I've allowed, my personality has, I'm able to express that through through my photography, and perhaps that's what differentiates all all, all photographers. So you, you you run workshops at the Savannah Forest in Wiltshire. Yes, yes, I um, do. How how often do you do you run them, and what what is involved in those workshops? Well, I I will I will um, run them according to sort of demand. So uh, strangely enough, there's been uh, quite quite a lot of demand, um, you know, even during this crisis. And um, we are able to continue on a one-to-one -one basis. Um, I, I have done, I can sometimes do up to up to three people on, on, on a course. Um, it lasts for four hours, which by at the end of four hours, everybody's exhausted. It doesn't seem like a long time, but there's a, you know, a lot of looking, a lot of learning. Mm -hmm. And my goal with, with everybody, no matter uh, at what level they are, is to 
to come away from four hours with an image that I will currently, at the moment, I will process it here and I will send uh, each client um, a, a very beautiful print on platinum etching uh, paper. Uh, but the goal is to, to work through all the disciplines of photography and come back with an image that uh, the, the client can be, can be happy with and proud of. Um, but we'll go through the three main elements that I, that I, always, that I consider to be the most important about photography is, um, is composition, structure, those two go together, uh, the quality of the light and the quality of the color. And if you can work those three together, that's the magic, uh, the magic potion, I think. So, uh, so that's what we try uh, and get across throughout that four-hour session. That's very interesting to know. And what camera do you recommend? Ah, well, 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 there are so many cameras now. Um, and that's another interesting point going back to um, going back to the days of film, because I was recently asked as an assistant, I, I did some freelance assisting at um, Hoban Studios in London, which uh, was an amazing studio, a higher studio where the likes of David Bailey, Terence Donovan, Norman Parkinson, all these all these wonderful photographers worked. Um, Nobody ever used to talk about cameras or f-stops, and it's a strange thing because everybody had the same camera. Everybody had a Hasselblad, an 80 millimeter lens, 250, 150, uh, and maybe a 50 wide angle lens. But it was always the idea. It was always the passion for uh, an idea, um, and so cameras never feature. But now, obviously, cameras come in all all shapes and sizes. You can start with a phone. Uh, or you can end up with a phase one back, which is a sort of £60,000 camera with has in huge amounts of quality, along with the, with the Hasselblad. But I use, um, I've always used um, uh, DSLR cameras, digital cameras, um, Nikon cameras. Uh, not that they are especially better than any other, but um, I have two Nikon D810s. I have a range of lenses uh, and I love those cameras. They produce amazing pictures and I can blow those pictures up to enormous sizes. I mean, digital is an incredible uh, vehicle for, for printing. Um, but uh, th there's a whole range of cameras that people could, and, and a whole range of prices that people can invest in. Uh, and I always say that uh, you can take an incredible picture with uh, a bog standard camera, but having the best camera in the world is not going to necessarily mean that you take an incredible picture. <laughs> well, thank you very much for your time, Nigel. It's been fascinating. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Thank you for inviting me. That's a pleasure.
I am Tim Saunders, and I am Tim Saunders, and welcome to In Conversation, the podcast. I am Tim Saunders, and welcome to In Conversation, the podcast from Creative Coverage, where I talk to artists about their practice. Today, I am with Nigel Hudson. Who has been a photographer. I am Tim Saunders and welcome to In Conversation, the podcast from Creative Coverage, where I talk to artists about their practice. Today I am with Nigel Hudson, who has been a photographer for over 40 years. What made you want to become a photographer, Nigel? <laughs> 